welcome back to episode 6 of Parenthood Peaks and Troughs. This is your host Amit and I'm joined by my wife Dion and today's episode is entitled Baby's Day Out. So let's get into it. So after your first couple of weeks of having the baby at home you may want to consider making your first trip out and about with baby and of course there will be the odd errand that you'll still need to run and we thought long and hard about the types of things that you probably want to think about in the lead up to leaving the house for the first time and um, whether that's by car by public transport or just on foot and on that note i think it's important to determine your mode of transport um, and of course if you are taking the car then you may want to have somebody uh, to sit in the back um, with baby just to keep an eye on baby and make sure that there aren't any uh, accidents and sometimes you know you might baby might be sick um, and also to make sure that you've definitely installed the car seat properly um, and a travel system at this point is obviously a good idea and we um, had a travel system by Silver Cross. Now, I know in previous episodes I have said you don't always need to buy um, brand name goods, um, but this is probably one exception where I would suggest that the Silver Cross model that we purchased was actually very good, uh, mainly for two reasons. The first was ease of installation. Now, this particular model has what's called an ISO fix base and what that essentially means is that there's a fixed base which attaches to two anchor points in your car now some cars will have isofix points and others won't and it's important that you check the fittings in your car if your car doesn't come with isofix points and effectively they are metal brackets that you will see at the bottom of your seats then you'll need to find a travel system which will enable you to secure the seat using the seat belt. But if you are lucky enough to have one of those ISOFIX points in your car, then I would recommend an ISOFIX base. And that clips into the seat, it goes green to let you know that you've done it properly and that the, the base is installed. And then the car seat itself clips in to the base um, with just a simple um, click and once it's clicked it will be absolutely solid and won't go anywhere it saves a lot of time and it's very very efficient especially in bad weather um, and it also means that it has a one button release system so when you get out of your, at your destination you press the button <clears throat> lift the seat and away you go. Now, just in case anybody is interested in purchasing the same one that we had, um, I will try to include a link in the description to this episode so that you can have a look at both the seat and the base that you can purchase. Um, so, as I said, if you are traveling by car, you need to think about um, some additional considerations. Um, like having somebody in the back to keep an eye on the baby for the first time um, and also you need to make sure that when you are 
um, putting the belt on the baby um, that you're not leaving it too loose um, you can be forgiven for thinking that you know you need to leave it a little bit looser because if, if it's a little bit too tight they're going to get uncomfortable but in truth most people will not fasten that belt tight enough to know if you've done it properly what i would suggest is if you can get two fingers underneath both of the straps under their shoulders then that's about tight enough it doesn't need to be pinching into the skin and obviously if they look uncomfortable and, and they really are starting to um, show their discomfort then you've probably done it too tight but if you can get just about two fingers underneath these straps then you know it's probably about tight enough um, oh is it worth mentioning as well about um you know layering up even in cold especially in colder weather making sure there's not too many layers between the straps of the car seat uh, and the baby yes um actually yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll um i'm going to come on to that as well i think it is important that when you are um putting the belt on if you've got too many layers on the baby it can be very difficult to do the belt up and so um, it sometimes is better to just have one layer or two layers on the baby fasten the belt first and then perhaps put a blanket over the top of them and and tuck it in to the sides because that way you know the belt will do up first time but the baby is still warm so that's just a, a little tip there that might make things a bit easier so if you are also going by the by car the other thing to do of course is to plan your route and allow for some extra time now when you're taking your baby out for the first time you are going to be a little bit more cautious than you normally are on the roads i suspect we certainly were i was you, you remember are, how slowly you drove yeah i was driving very slowly <laughs> it was granny mode <laughs> it was and and you try to make the journey as smooth as possible that you need to allow some extra time because when you're stressed and if the baby starts to cry um, you know it can make the experience um, an unpleasant one so I would suggest giving yourself just that little margin of error in case you incur some traffic and or uh, you know um, come up against some roadworks now um, again I should mention that buying a second-hand car seat or base is not normally advisable unless you know exactly um, where it's come from and that you can guarantee it hasn't been in any form of accident so i stress that um, as a point that you should note before you go out there and buy um, a car seat and base so of course the other considerations that you need to have are checking the weather forecast um, and this is probably the most important thing to be honest because when your baby it is a newborn baby temperature fluctuations are going to cause all sorts of mishaps so if you can keep an eye on the temperature and make sure that you are dressing them appropriately um, you'll avoid any sort of coughs and colds and things that can be associated with bad weather um, and if and, and in good old blighty um, we have plenty of that but of course if you are a little bit further afield and in a in a perhaps warmer climes uh, then you need to think about perhaps putting on some looser fitting clothing 
because in those temperatures, especially when they're in the car seats, they can get quite warm and that can lead to things like um, rashes or sores if they're in the seat for too long. And, and also you think about hydration and maybe stopping off and having a break and getting them some fluids. So uh, just bear that in mind, especially if you're planning a long journey, that is something you need to um, plan into your journey, some breaks and some periods where you can give some baby uh, some attention. Um, now, the, the next thing um, you might want to think about is your destination. Now, if you're going to perhaps a shopping centre or you're going, as we did, to uh, London or, or something like that, um, you might want to think about things like the choice of pram and also whether or not you're going to have to traverse any stairs or uh, take any escalators or lifts. Now, the main reason for that is because um, that process isn't always straightforward, especially on the London Underground or even in some department stores because they might only have one lift and several floors that you'll have to uh, get up and down. So it's well worth uh, thinking about that in advance and having that lighter pram um, is going to be helpful because you're going to have to potentially lift them up the stairs if there's no lift available. And, and that can be quite tiring. Central London. As, yes, especially in Central London. Do you remember that London. with Amelia yeah. recently? Yes. <laughs> Um, in fact, yes, we did that very recently and, it's, and it is very tiring. Um, so you need to factor that in. I think the other thing you need to bear in mind is that regardless of any mode of transport you choose, wearing sensible footwear is going to be pretty important. And um, unfortunately, ladies, this applies to you more than uh, the gents out there because I have seen some instances of ladies wearing pretty high heels and trying to get up and down um, staircases with uh, prams and also trying to um, work their way up and down hills with prams and you'll find that in heels or in inappropriate footwear for example it can be quite difficult until you've got used to it so I would suggest for your first journey you make life a little bit easier on yourself and perhaps have a pair of flats with you, even if you are hell-bent on wearing the heels, or just, you know, perhaps wear a pair of trainers if you can. If you can, it will make your life a lot easier. So, guys, leaving the house with a newborn can be nothing short of a military operation. You do need to pack a lot of nappies, bearing in mind you could be changing nappies one to two hourly, your milk or formula. There's lots to think about. And the best thing to do is to be prepared before you leave the house. So packing your changing bag. Um, nappies and a change of clothes always take one or two more than you think you're going to need because you're guaranteed you're going to need more. Uh, and just think about things in advance. So for things like um, spare change of clothes, why would you need that? Babies can be sick. They can sweat. They can spit up milk. They can have leaky nappies, um, the, the weather may change, might get hotter or colder, so it's all worth bearing in mind and having that in your changing bag if you need them. Plenty of mipes and muslins, muslins really a game changer in a changing bag, they can be used for so many things, shade, covers, wiping things down, 
laying them on um, when you're on a changing mat in public toilets really really useful you can never have too many of those and actually on that point if you are going to be using um, the public toilets um, or changing rooms it is often handy to take with you perhaps some spare uh, toilet roll or wipes with you because you might want to wipe down the surfaces in those uh, public uh, conveniences just to make sure that the place is a little bit tidier than um, it might ordinarily be. Also on that point, um, alcohol gel is quite quite good to have with you. You can usually pick up those uh, little gel, uh, you know, uh, little bottles. The bottles, yes, the little bottle, plastic bottles in um, boots. I think they're about a pound, and you can carry them with you anywhere you want on a keychain or something, um, and that can sort of save you in those situations where you're having to use public uh, facilities. That's actually a really good tip because uh, we used to carry one of those little bottles in the changing bag and you'd just grab some, uh, I don't know, some hand towels or some loo roll, squeeze some of that gel on and wipe the mat down. Then I would lay a muslin, then lay Amelia on top before we changed her. So that's, a, that's actually a really good tip. And, and I suppose, you know, for a lot of people, their first trip out may well be to see family who are desperate by this time mm. to get their hands on uh, little baby and and let's um, be honest you're, you're, you are glad for someone else to have a cuddle yes you are and and obviously you do want to share the moment um, and undoubtedly take some photos and things like that um, but one word of caution is that if you know that someone has been unwell recently or a little bit poorly or had a cold, perhaps within the last 24 to 48 hours of you visiting, my tip would be not to visit them probably for another 24 to 48 hours. And that's just simply because um, any viruses that are still lingering in their system may well be transferred to baby, especially if it's in um, their house. So you might just want to have a think about that because the baby's immune system won't quite be up to scratch at this point. Um, in the first few weeks, they've spent a lot of time trying to get uh, their immune system uh, built up using the colostrum if they're uh, breastfeeding. But if they're not, then it can be the case that their immune system is fairly weak at this point. So you don't need to be taking risks um, if you can avoid it. And Again, on that point with hygiene, it is really important, guys, to make sure that you are washing your hands thoroughly, especially if you're out and about in public. Um, if you are going and using uh, public facilities, just make sure that you wash your hands thoroughly before changing the baby. Um, and then again, after changing the baby, just because, uh, again, their immune systems are a little bit weak at this point. Um, that goes as well for visitors visitors to your house you know don't be shy about when people come to your house oh can I give baby a cuddle yeah that's great can you go and wash your hands first please because they may not be ill but you could still be carrying quite a lot of germs and viruses on your hands and you don't want baby picking any of that up in the early days um likewise as well um possibly just a me thing but I I asked people not to kiss our baby when she was teeny tiny because I was worried about sort of different viruses and stuff being passed on until she was a little bit older. 
completely up to you but guys do your homework um there are a few horror stories out there and i think i probably bought into it but i would rather err on the side of caution rather than not yeah i think uh, cold sores tend to be one of the main things that you can transfer to newborn babies um you know and of course nobody intends to do that but it happens and so just you know think about that just give yourself a few minutes to think about um whether or not someone is you know fit and well and if they're if they're if they're fine then then no problem but if they have been sniveling a bit and they've got a tissue in their hand just take a couple of seconds before you go uh, handing over baby so again when you're outside um, you might want to think about uh, especially if you're breastfeeding to take the cape with you and if you've tuned into the previous episodes it was on one of our um, essential items um, for new mothers who are going to be breastfeeding in public uh, if you want to sort of preserve your modesty um, if you're not going to be using the breastfeeding cape then you may also want to take with you a shawl or uh, uh, some sort of um, blanket we interject at this point and say we are staunch advocates of you know be proud if you're breastfeeding mum and yes. we personally don't think and towards the latter stages of breastfeeding I wasn't particularly bothered about covering myself up when I started uh, feeding Amelia but some mums it can be quite a private thing for them and you don't want other people sort of sort of gawking while you're doing it but you know if you're happy right from the get-go to just do what comes naturally to you and breastfeed your baby then do it um, a cape isn't essential but um, I think I wasn't very good at it and I, it gave me the opportunity to focus on baby latching on rather than what other people were looking at so but if you're happy to do that then guys do it it is definitely not essential so if you um are bottle feeding conversely then you need to make sure that you've got enough formula with you um, and it can also be a good idea to boil some milk uh, sorry boil some water rather in advance and use a flask uh, a hot hot water flask to take that with you because there aren't always hot water facilities if you're going out in public you do find that some restaurants some coffee shops are quite helpful and they will give you uh, boiling water if you offer them a flask and then you can use that to mix up your formula uh, but don't necessarily bank on that and i would always suggest that you have a perhaps a hot water bottle um, or flask available so that you can um, take it if you need it the other thing is that you can actually get tubs now that are uh, compartmentalized where you can pre-measure the amount of formula that you're going to put into the tub um, so you literally only need to open one small compartment on that tub you can empty the whole lot into the bottle and it's already measured out for you so that saves you time saves you stress when you're out somewhere in public so it's well worth looking at that and i think you can buy those sorts of tubs on amazon and all the other sort of major uh, retailers just have a look around perhaps on um, ebay and so forth the we, we, the penultimate thing i think you need to think about is the temperature now it can be very tempting especially when the baby is young to overwrap 
or overclothe the baby because it's a little bit chilly outside, especially towards autumn and winter. But it is really important to remember that if you put too many layers on the baby, then they will experience big temperature fluctuations from when they are inside and when they're outside. And that temperature fluctuation can lead to them becoming unwell or very uncomfortable. So the, the rule of thumb that we were always taught is that they need one extra layer than you are wearing when you are out. So by that, I mean, if you are wearing perhaps a t-shirt and a jumper, and for ladies, if you have perhaps a, a, a t-shirt and a cardigan on, then baby will need one extra layer than that. Um, so that could be perhaps a slightly heavier blanket to go over them um, and some gloves or some um, mittens and, and so forth and a hat. Uh, babies will lose most of their heat from their heads. So um, woolen hats are going to be a good way of keeping that heat in. Uh, do keep an eye on it. If the baby's looking particularly uncomfortable or they're getting a little bit red in the face, then that's a pretty good indication that they're overheating. Um, so just keep an eye on that whilst you're out on your journey. Um, also, it's a good idea to be mindful of covering their heads and hands when you're outside um, and remembering to remove layers when you are back indoors. Um, sometimes you can just forget and you start talking to friends or family and things sort of just, you know, time slips away and you forget that your baby is still wrapped up pretty warm. Um, so just, just remember to keep an eye on that and perhaps set a reminder. Um, and then the last thing I think before we wrap up this episode is if you are taking a pram with you and you're going out in public, unfortunately, people might not be willing to give you way on the pavement or even in busy shopping centres or supermarkets, as you might think. Uh, and it's easy, we found as well, to become agitated or annoyed with those people, especially if your baby is crying because it needs to be changed or it's been sick or, or, or so forth. But the main lesson, I think, is to try and be calm and where possible, perhaps ask your partner um, or your friends or your family to perhaps walk ahead of the pram and ask people to move aside politely um, so that it gives you the best opportunity to get out of a situation that's, you know, stressing you out. And I say that from, you know, from a position of experience, when you are sleep deprived or perhaps when you yourself might not be feeling well because you're a little bit run down and people are just genuinely not being as um, as uh, polite as you might hope, then it is really well worth, uh, you know, just talk, telling yourself and talking to yourself and just say, look, I'll be all right. I need to stay calm here and baby will be fine and I'll, I'll, get, it, I'll get it fixed. So that pretty much uh, wraps up the tips that we have for this week for going out in public for the first time. Um, as always, thank you so much for your support. Um, we have unbelievably racked up six episodes now. It seems to have gone pretty quickly. We've got some great feedback um, and we've managed to somehow get viewers all over the world now. So this is really taking off. And uh, again, if you have any comments, suggestions um, or just tips, then 
please feel free to email us at ppandt2019 at hotmail.com. So until this time next week, it's goodbye for now and thanks very much. Goodbye.